Welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate and discuss all things surf-related. With the championship tour back on hold due to COVID-19, who really misses out the most by the cancellation of the Sunset Pro? Also up for debate, the greatest surfing that's ever been done in history. Are we seeing it now from John John Florence? Who needs this surprise break from tour the most to go back to the drawing board and make some improvements? And was Pipe Masters the top performance we'll see from Slater all year, or is the best yet to come? This week, we're going deep into the controversial topic of the women's CT competing at Pipeline. Yep, we're going there. Let's get these heats started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the maiden episode of Getting Heated. I'm Dave Prodan, temporarily on loan from the Lineup Podcast, to moderate the true stars of the show, Kulangadas, Mick Fanning, a three-time world champion and amateur marine biologist, and Hawaii's Ross Williams, former CT standout and the most tolerable member of the Momentum Generation. Apologies to no one. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Hey, Dave. Good to see you, Ross. Let's get into this. All right, Mick and Dave, thanks for having me. Let's do it. So Getting Heated is a place for discussion, debate, and even disputes on all things surf-related. And it's time for the opening exchange, Heat One. Let's address the elephant in the room. The previously scheduled events at Sunset Beach and Santa Cruz have been canceled and postponed respectively due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. To that end, which singular surfer do you believe misses out the most with the cancellation of the championship tour event at Sunset Beach? Ross, we'll start with you. Yeah, that's a tough one. But when I think of Sunset and Santa Cruz, which is postponed, Collectively, uh, Jordy Smith's name really stands out. Jordy Smith was a real danger man this year. When I thought about Sunset or Santa Cruz, those two events for me were huge for Jordy. I feel like he's in his prime now. You know, the time is now in terms of winning a world title. Um, so for those two events to get taken away, where I personally think he was the favorite, um, uh, that's got to be a you know a pretty big blow for him. Yeah, Jordy's incredible out sunset, but uh, for, for me personally, I think the guy who's going to lose out the most is Jack Robbo. I know he's a rookie, but uh, the surfing that he did in 2019 was out of this world. He finds waves out there that no one else finds. That could have been a huge result to shoot him up the ratings and, and make his life a little easier on his rookie year on tour. No doubt Jack was one of the favorites, but the, I think the difference for me between Jack and Jordy is Jordy is, you know, he's getting up there in age. I feel like this is his year to win where Jack is a rookie. He's got all the time in the world to, you know, get up there in a the top five and, and get in that world title contention. So I feel like the pressure is pretty intense for Jordy and his camp. And when you take away, you know, potentially Santa Cruz and Sunset, that's that's got to be pretty tough. He's backed in the cement truck and he's poured on more pressure for Jordy, huh? <laughs> he, he's a big boy. He can handle Well, we've talked about who's missing out. Let's talk about who's been on point. Heat two. Is John John Florence, between his lead up to the Pipe Masters, through his win, and into his Haleiwa free surfing sessions, doing the best surfing right now in this window that has ever been done in history? Mick, let's start with you. Uh, straight off, no. Look, John John Florence is doing the best surfing of his career, yes. Um, I think he's the best surfer in the world at the moment, yes. But the, um, the surfing that Andy Irons and Kelly Slater did from 2003 through the 2005, that was unmatched. Those guys were doing 
the best surfing and going so hard in so many different areas. It was just out of control. Um, you know, being on tour at that time, you were just stoked if you got third. That was like winning the world title because they were untouchable. Not saying John's not ripping, but I don't think it's the best surfing we've seen in history. I think he's got a little bit more to get there. Yeah, I think uh, I'll disagree with you again. Uh, and, and here's the reason why. Um, the question was, is John laying down the best surfing in the history of, of our sport? And if you just pinpoint one term, uh, uh, and that would be John at Haliba recently, I, I don't think that's ever been done before on a board. That hard, that long of a carve, that fast on that big of a wave. I think you know uh, you could you could safely say that he's he's putting down some surfing that no one's done before, um, and that's just surfing, isn't it? It's just that progression it keeps keeps getting stronger and faster and better. And I think John's at the top. Look, that turn is going to go down as an iconic turn in years to come. But doing that day in day out for a year, then I'll give him the, the hat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the funny thing is for John, you know, if we broaden this question. Uh, John's won a couple world titles handedly. Uh, he was on his way to third before he got injured. Um, so he's got multiple world titles. He's won at Eddie Aikau, which in my book, that's a huge deal as being like one of the best surfers in history. Two to 20 foot, the biggest errors that's been done in contests, barrels. You know, the kid has, he's kind of at the top of all these categories. So um, it's a pretty big call to say that John's done the best surfing over guys like Kelly, even yourself and Andy and stuff. But uh, there's definitely a pretty you know, strong argument for it. Oh, definitely a huge argument for it, but give me a couple more years. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Big, big praise from his coach. So we've debated if whether or not we are seeing the world's best surfing right now before our very own eyes. Let's talk about those who are not performing at their best. Heat three. Based on the surfing you both saw, in and around Honolulu Bay and Pipeline, which men's or women's surfers most need to use this surprise gap in competition to reset and go back to the drawing board? Ross, we'll start with you. That's a, that's a, a loaded question. I feel like that has a lot of nuance to it. So that's a, a tough one to just pinpoint on one person. And I, I'd almost say in terms of who needs a break, I'm gonna say no one. Uh, you know, Whether you're someone who finished last at Pipe um, or you're John and one, I think it's to everyone's advantage to get this thing going. Um, we just had the, the longest break ever with this with this pandemic. So I don't think anyone really wants to just, you know, sort of reboot and, uh, you know, and, and try and figure out what's going wrong. I think the best way to, to get rid of a bad result is to get back on the horse. I know you don't want to put anyone in a shoebox, but look, for me, Julian Wilson is someone that I think needs to add a little bit more spice into it. Um, you know, he had a tough year in 2019. I thought he was going to come out the Tweed Coast Pro and just look incredible. To me, he looked a, a smidgen sluggish. Uh, and then not to, I know he was injured at pipe. You know, that, that could be great for the break as well to get that injury back in check. But I still feel like there's, there's something missing. There's a small ingredient for someone who should be a top five surfer every day of the week. He needs to be in that title race come trestles. So look, I would love for him to turn up the volume a little bit and really push these guys that are at the top at the moment. I like it, Mick, just uh, putting some heat on Julian there. And it, that kind of inspired me. There, There is one guy too that I would like to call out a little bit that was, you know, didn't look that great at pipe and that was Felipe. 
I know Felipe is not, um, you know, one of the guys you think about at Pipe to, to do well there, but man, he's he's been on tour for how long now? He should be able to put up a decent performance and, and you know, and grind out like a ninth or a fifth. And he straight up looked like he didn't want to be there. Um, I didn't see him free surfing that much at Pipe. Uh, uh, you know, he just, you know, had a pretty uh, a bad performance. But again, I go back to, I don't think the break does anyone um, service, but yeah, if I'm going to pick on someone, you inspired me. You picked on Julian, I'll pick on Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if these guys want to win world titles, man, you, you have to give it all at every break. And, um, you know, I think they will look in the mirror and go, look, I've got to be better here and there. Well, whether they like it or not, they all have some time on their hands right now. Um, and time is actually the operative word for our fourth topic of the day, as time and tide wait for no man. Heat four. Soon-to-be 49-year-old Kelly Slater started the Pipe Masters with a round one win on a Dane Kealoha-inspired twin fin before ultimately surfing to an equal third-place result. So here's the question. Was the 2020 Billabong Pipe Masters presented by Hydroflask the last highlight performance of the 11-time world champion or a sign of more to come? Mick, as you've most recently done battle with him in a jersey, please start us off. Um, look, I'm not going to say it's the last highlight reel of Kelly Slater. He's going to have moments throughout the year. Uh, my one thing I would say is that Kelly's going away from his strengths. You know, I think he's trying to match it in the air with these guys and riding these short boards, which ultimately just shortens his turn. You know, bring back the Kelly Slater of that huge carve. He's got a statue of it. I want to see him on a longer board with a little bit more rail and, and whipping that carve. I feel like he's in the tube, he's still one of the greatest of all times. He can match it with anyone. But on the face, I feel like he's lacked over the last few years, and I think that's due to equipment. If Kelly's listening to this show or you're watching, you need to hire Nick because that was really good advice. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I you know, I think, uh, um, you know, Kelly, I don't know what it is with, you know, once surfers get older, they start freaking out and riding trippy boards, and that's definitely affected Kelly in, in the performance surfing. But uh, Dave, your question was, will that be, uh, you know, a sign of more results to come? There is a little bit there. You know, I mean, as long as we're going to have the guys suit up at and Tahiti, um, if we can get to Gilan, if we're lucky enough, you know, Kelly is going to be arguably the guy to beat. So throughout these selected events, Kelly's always going to, as long as he's not injured, is going to be, you know, right there at the very top. But um, he, that gap is getting bigger for performance waves. You know, these guys, uh, you know, it's really tough for Kelly to match them when it comes to big errors and performance surfing. Yeah, the kids these days are across the board incredible. You know, we just spoke about John. He's incredible at Pipeline. You know, to combo Kelly at Pipe, you know, I think that that stigma is starting to lose a little bit. Um, but look, Kelly go back to his strengths, ride a board that allows him to hold on to that turn a little bit more. I think we're going to see some more incredible surfing from the goat. Yeah, let's um, not going to hold my breath on that one. <laughs> He's got that twin fin right by his bed right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, when competition returns, we'll see if Kelly's satisfied being the goat or if he wants to be in the mix this year in terms of top performers. And when the show returns, Mick and Ross are going to go deep into the many layers of the Women's Championship Tour event at Pipeline. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Getting Heated. I'm Dave Prodan, joined by the Mick Fanning and the Ross Williams. Guys, are you feeling good about your heat so far? They've been fast. I'm not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. Um, I don't think I've ever had a real heat against Mick, so this is cool. It's better than nothing. <laughs> so for our final segment of the day, we are going deep on the topic of the hour. Following the cancellation of the remaining Maui Pro presented by Roxy Heats at Honolulu Bay due to the fatal shark attack on Tuesday, December 8th, the remaining surfers did battle for the first time ever for a women's championship tour event at Pipeline. The surf was tricky, the barrels were few, the performances, both good and bad, set off an online debate about the women surfing at Pipeline. So our going deep question to both of you is, are the women ready for a full-time championship tour event at Pipeline? Ross, this show respects the locals, so we will start with you. You know, not only um, is it, uh, I think, in everyone's interest to, to have the women surf at Pipe, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's necessary. I mean, I'm gonna be honest here. There's not a whole lot of women that free surf at Pipe. So I think having an event at Pipe is gonna really light a fire under all of them and force the issue. Are they capable? Yes, I, I'm a believer, but they do have a long way to go, Mick. Yeah, look, I, th I think it's one of those things. You need reps out, out pipeline. Uh, it's a tough, tough, tough lineup to crack. But I think if there's an event there, there's gonna, they're gonna get windows that are actually better. Do they have the skill to do it? Yes. I think people forget pipeline's tricky no matter what. You go out there, the average heat score from for the whole men's event was only 11.4 and where the women's were 11. So, you know, they're not that far behind, but if they know that they've got an event there, they're gonna go and spend more time. And then on top of that, sitting with someone like yourself, sitting with people like Jamie O'Brien, Shane, Shane Dorian, like those amazing spot pipe specialists, they're gonna learn so much more and they're gonna put on a better performance once they have a whole event there. You know, here, here's another cool thing. Women have almost surpassed the men as far as, you know, progression and, um, you know, kind of moving forward in their sport. They've gone a long way in the last five years with airs, carbs, strength, everything. It's really, really impressive, but not at places like Pipe, um, nowhere near in the same level. You know, it's just one of those things where this is gonna be cool. You know, the contest is gonna force the issue. And, and to be honest, I think they need it. Yeah, look, speaking from personal experiences, when I wasn't in a title race, I rarely served Pipe myself because I didn't have to be out there. So look, I think, if they have an event there, the girls are going to go and give it a good go. 
Um, and I'm excited. As you said, the progression of women surfing has gone through the roof. As you say, I think it's surpassed the men. And I think the younger generation are really aiming for that. So in my opinion, look, now or never, that's, that's the way it is for the women at Pipeline. You know, it sounds like both of you falling on the side of the event is going to engender more performance out there from the women, but you've both been around the traps long enough. I'm wondering about the timing of this event. If we'd had a pipe women's event 10 years ago, would that have made an impact or did we need this generation of surfers? And then on the other side, should we wait 10 years for the next generation of surfers to come in and have a women's CT event at pipe? Ross, why don't we start with you? Yeah, we can't wait. We got to get this show going. And, and to be honest, it's necessary because world champs like Stephanie Gilmore, Tyler Wright, you know, I don't see them surfing at pipe. We've seen, you know, uh, Tatiana definitely charges out there, even though she's got, you know, a lot of work to do. But, you know, I haven't seen many highlights at all in, in any real gnarly barrels from Tyler or Steph, definitely not at pipe. So I don't think that's uh, impossible. I think they're definitely capable, but um, I like the idea of needing to practice for pipe and Tahiti. It's gonna light a fire under these world champs. Yeah, look, I, I think we've, we've seen glimpses of the women at Pipeline in past events, you know, especially events here and there, and they've done great. I, I, as you say, I think they've got to go now. No disrespect to the women from 10 years ago, but maybe half of them didn't have the skill to to go out there and do it. There was some girls that went out there and went absolutely nuts in Rochelle Ballard, Keanu Kennelly, you know, Kate Scarrett. You know, they're just three off the top of my head that, wanted it they they wanted to go and they were out there all the time and i think that's what the next generation of women are going to do if this event's going to happen yeah definitely uh rochelle ballard and kiala kenley were super sendy um that was a huge inspiration for for all the girls that sort of charge bigger waves and stuff but yeah this new crew that you brought up mick are they're they're, they're deadly um sierra kerr uh pinkerton um Betty Lou, Sakura, those those women, young women, are next level chargers. So, uh, to your answer your question, Dave, in ten years' time or even five years' time, uh, we could see them, you know, matching the men at pipe. We'll see. We'll see. And for our viewers, appropriately enough, they can relive history with the WSL presents the 2021 Maui, which will take you through a dramatic opening event of the season which ended at the Bonsai Pipeline. It premieres this Tuesday, January 9th on worldsurfleague.com. And that's a wrap for the first episode of Getting Heated. All the opinions shared on today's show are not reflective of the World Surf League or its employees and affiliates. You can send all your disagreements to Mick and Ross's Instagram account, and we'll see you next time. I don't answer my no. DMs, so uh, Ross, take them all on board, brother. <laughs> that's good advice. I'm gonna cancel my account now. <laughs> <laughs>